With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. On 1116 SEN, the award-winning crunch time. The Honda HRV with sporty styling and premium interior. It's as different as the people who drive it. Fall in love with lunch again at Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. Bailey Smith as the crummer underneath. He brushed off the tacklers and kicked a superb goal off the outside of the boots. His first in the AFL. Kicks it as long as he can. Oh, what a leap from Crozier. We saw him do that as a junior. He leaps up into the air, Hayden Crozier. And he was standing on the shoulders of Elliott. That's mark of the year, Hutto. Dunkley out of the stoppage, threw it onto his boot. He's leveled things up. Found just a touch of space in the middle of that stoppage. Wallace hangs it up to halfback. No! Flies the pack! The second time in the quarter. He's just accumulating hangers. Going to switch it up. There's more than an element of danger. And it went to Cox, who didn't try Mark. Parried it for Elliott. Set him on a path to goal. Critical error from Tom Liberatore. Just what the Bulldogs didn't need. Callum Brown, a little tidbit off the pack. Josh Thomas rolls it through from the pocket. How the goal face was clear, I'll never know, but it was. Stan Wood made the spoil. Elliott crumbing underneath, hooks it through for a goal. Superb piece of skill under the pack from Jamie Elliott. The dogs, uh, well, they're on the wrong end of it. The Magpies win the tussle on Friday night footy and they square both ledges at two and two. We rate the Bulldogs in that area. They're as good in uh, stoppage and contested ball as any. Um, and they've been going to work early this year. So they scored us in the first half, but we were able to square up a little bit in the second. When the outcome is more important than the process, the Pies get it to two and two, but leave some unanswered questions. We didn't dominate position, but we had more of it. And the players who had the ball in their hands are more than capable of creating and providing those scoring opportunities. And we, we didn't do it well enough. You know, we missed goals we should have kicked and we missed targets we should have hit. So it's extremely disappointing. The Dogs' strong start to the season has slowed, but can they challenge for finals still? Superstar Marcus Bonson-Pally is our headline guest. You've got players embellishing contact. It just flies in the face of what we've been taught as, as youngsters. The hard thing is that I might feel fine, but not sure exactly what symptoms and damage is being done internally. So the decision this week is that, that I'll sit out. He's just got to take a breath. He's a very, very good player. He gets the treatment because that's what he is. He's got to wake up, which is disappointing for us. You just got to take it as it comes and, and roll with the punches, I suppose. Uh, 
Adelaide's a, a big footy town and you're under the microscope a lot. There's things in our game that I really enjoyed, but there's still lots of work on. We managed to keep, I think it was for three quarters, we kept them to 44 points, which was a, a really big step forward for us as a footy club. Are the Demons back on track? The rules remain a hot debate. What's next if the Blues go 0-4? and four? And what to make of Bryce Gibbs' omission in Adelaide? It's all coming up in the crunch, plus Brisbane Chief Executive Greg Swan on the rise of the Lions. It's another massive edition of Crunch Time for the Honda HRV, as different as the people who drive it. And fall in love with lunch again, Subway. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Crunch Time on this Saturday morning, midway through round four. Huge weekend of sport. There's Winks, there's Masters, and there's plenty of footy action. It's all with thanks to the Honda HRV with sporty styling and premium interior. It's as different as the people who drive it and fall in love with lunch again at Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. Anthony Hudson sitting in the chair for Jared Waitley, who's pursuing his uh, racing passion today with Winks. <laughs> David King. If Winks loses, Jared will be back on Black Caviar, won't he? As quick as you can wink. Well, he didn't leave, did he? Well, maybe not, but he sort of just got on a bit late on the Black, on the Winks bandwagon, but yeah. he's there today. He's thinking about another book, I think, Jared. <laughs> another he's, book. He's just struggling for a coin or two, so he's just looking for another avenue. But uh... Great to have David King with us here. In at, We've travelled into Kane's territory. Yes. We're, we're special. <laughs> we're the white shorts on today. He's got the uh, home colour. It, it was an amazing night, wasn't it, Kane? It, it was just a strange night of footy last night. Really strange night of footy. The first quarter was, was interesting, and we'll speak to Marcus Bontempelli about that, but what sort of play Plan. The Western Bulldogs came in with it was very uncontested, wasn't it? The 75 odd uncontested marks between the two sides in the first quarter and, and a low scoring affair. It got some highlights in the second half. I thank God for Norton, thank yeah. God for Crozier because there wasn't um, a lot else to talk about in terms of highlights last night. But sometimes you've got to win, and Collingwood won and were challenged for three quarters, but were, were just too strong, particularly around the ball in the last quarter. Well, we're going to speak to a Bulldog superstar, Marcus Bontempelli, very shortly. A former Bulldog superstar is oh, yeah. making himself comfortable at the MCG ahead of the game between Essendon and Brisbane. That is Bob Murphy. Bob, morning. G'day, Anthony. G'day, fellas. Um, trying to, you know, I'm trying to bring some excitement to the table today. <laughs> Why am I not in Adelaide? <laughs> Walked into an empty office. I feel like just feeling a little left out, if I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> no, nah, well, there's only a certain number of invitations available. Sorry, Bob, you didn't quite make the cut. You, you've had no a decent wings, week, no though. Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You, you try to give Buddy the flick out of Sydney, and you know you really you <laughs> want Dustin Martin to miss six weeks. You're really warming uh, into this uh, hot roll in the media, aren't you? It's a funny old world we live in, Anthony. There was the segment was called "Definitely Maybe," and there's hypotheticals and reported as as big big slashing statements. Now, just sort of just throwing a few little. A little few theories out there just to stir the pot a little bit. So Bob, taken out of context, he says, "Star, <laughs> star twenty-one, your world, endless possibilities." One three hundred, star twenty-one. Bring us the star twenty-one open line. You can join in as we look back on last night. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Bob, what was your takeaway from last night? From a put your old hat on, your old bulldogs hat on. Were you more encouraged or discouraged? Um. Sort of n- neither. I mean, it was kind of right down the middle, Hutto. They, were, they certainly, at times, they they looked like they could they could match um, Collingwood, and they, there was you know 
brief period late in the game where I thought they looked like they might get over the top here and and Collingwood just proved to be too good. But yeah, I mean, it would have been watching on the television. It was it was such a bizarre game just with the, with the uncontested and and you know try, both teams almost trying to starve each other of the ball. So it didn't make for didn't make for great viewing, and, and I think Kane's call is right. You know, the, if it wasn't for the the high marking, it w- there was not much to sort of remember the game by. So I think I think you know for where where the dogs are at, you know, Collingwood are in the top couple. I think that's probably just where they're at at the moment. Well, we face the reality. Collingwood could have easily been one and three. You know, if, if obviously they would have been if they'd lost, and it looked like a genuine possibility early in the last quarter, Kane. And then we might have been having a look at things a little differently. Yeah, well, thank goodness for Brody Grundy. I mean, that's just extraordinary, King, the numbers that he produced. I think maybe the best individual ruck performance or most one-sided ruck performance that we've seen. So difficult for the Western Bulldogs to compete for four quarters with the ruck dominance, 56-odd hitouts to six, I think it was, off the top of my head. So um, you know, he was huge last night, and yeah, you know, I still think young Inglis is going to be a good player and yep. showed some signs. But um, just, just on the... Bulldogs, just last week, I mean, how big that is losing to Gold Coast at home, no considering doubt. the fact that they've got Carlton and Fremantle in the next two. So you know, Fremantle's away, so it's going to be tough, but winnable next week at, at home. And that one they dropped to, to Gold Coast is the one that they're going to be ruining because last night's probably yeah. about where, where we saw it, I reckon. Yeah, I think last night's probably a, probably a fair result. But, yeah, I mean, last week that, that will really – I mean, it stung at the time – I'm sure in you know, the slow start. Apart from, apart from the slow start, they really dominated so much of so much of the play against the Suns and, and weren't able to sort of just bob their head at the end. So that 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 is one that will you know could could really hurt them as the year goes. I think you've got to make a decision <clears throat> in the first half a dozen weeks of the year where no one really knows the waterline for each team. Judge them at their best. Just judge their best footy. Okay, and some teams may be able to do it for 16 of the first 16 quarters. Some may be able to only do it for six. But I think just see their best. I mean, Collingwood, when they clicked last night, that last 15 minutes, was pretty strong. They've played better over the previous three weeks than what they played last night, and Kane spot on. you just got to find a way to win ugly sometimes, and they did it. They did it. And the Dogs, credit to them, they played the game away in a style or a fashion that made it really difficult for Collingwood to, to get hold of them. But I think, I think the challenge for the Pies now is to work out where the magnets fall. I mean, their forward line looked most dangerous last night when Stevenson yep. went to full forward and Dugowie was in front of him and Mason Cox was the, was the prime target in that forward 50. Now, Elliot's a very good player. I sat next to Dermot Burton, but there's, there's questions to be asked about what that mix looks like. They'll get better over the next... 15 weeks, but judge them on their best. All right, good stuff. We'll come back to the pies shortly, but Marcus Bontepelli has plenty on this morning. He's been good enough to take our call. Marcus, good morning. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for having me. What was the plan going in? And we saw both teams playing an unbelievable amount of uncontested uh, kick-mark footy in the first quarter. So much so it seemed to sort of suck the life out of the game a little bit, but it kept you guys right in the hunt in the contest. So what was Bevo's and your own thoughts at at that first break? Yeah, well, I think um, particularly early, we obviously, the games always always starts at, at the contest and the stoppage, and um, we had some plans going into to the game of, of how we wanted, I guess, I guess the game to look um, from that point of view, and um, we probably felt like in the end of the game, 
was going to be a bit of a, an arm wrestle from a midfield point of view, and we, we just wanted to probably do our, do our best in, in that part of the ground and then sort of play from there. So we felt like we probably had really strong periods of, um, you know, of the play and, and, and played the game on our terms for, for good periods. But obviously late, um, they got on top around the ball and, and that allowed them to, to score and to get in front of us in the end. So a little bit disappointing, but um, still some good to take away, which is, which is a positive. You went in, obviously, knowing as a midfield group, as you had the week before, that that uh, young Tim English was up against a quality ruckman and a dominating one in Brodie Grundy. And as you said, you you were able to stay with him for a fair bit of the night, despite that, around the clearances. So how did you feel that played out? And was it in the end, was it a decisive factor as the night went on? Um, I mean, he's obviously a special player, um, Brodie. And we, we knew going in that he was... You know, a chance to have a pretty considerable influence on the game, but from our perspective, Timmy really um, is probably growing sort of each week, and um, obviously a tough challenge coming up against one of the the best ruckmen in the competition. And you know, sometimes he's, he's midfielder like um, Brody, so he, we had to combat that a little bit. But um, I was pretty proud of, of Timmy and the way he battled away and, and, and constantly. Um, continue to front up for the contest and, and you just, I think you're starting to get an insight into the type of player that he'll be longer term with his ability to obviously move around the ground and, and operate and um, and sort of pick up possessions and, and he, he also sort of looks at times like a, a fifth on baller so um, he's only I guess in the, in the infancy of his career and you know just 13 games and, and whatnot so he's, he's learning a lot I think over the last Sort of couple of weeks he plays against bigger and stronger opponents, but obviously Brody had a had a quite influential game. And although we, we managed to repel some of his, I guess, rough dominance, he definitely had a, a considerable influence, which sort of made a difference in the end. So um, something for us to work on going forward. So Marcus, you, you're three points up at three quarter time. Then then they really go bang, don't they? Plus six at clearances, plus twelve contested, and plus six in tackles in the last quarter. I mean, I mean, it is a good learning experience to compete for three quarters and be very admirable in your performance. But when the game was on the line, probably your younger group just struggled to cope with the bigger bodies. Yeah, they really pulsed um, in that in that last quarter, and um, I guess fair credit to them the way that they were able to. I guess obviously keep themselves in the game throughout the throughout the, the quarters prior and um, they're obviously a quality midfield and a quality outfit. That's one of their their biggest strengths is the the ability and the quality of their, their ball winners and ball users through that part of the ground. So unfortunately they did, they got the better of us probably in that sort of most crucial part um, through the fourth quarter. But like you said, for a, for a young team I guess it's a, a maturing experience that you, you come away with and obviously a loss isn't isn't what we wanted, but you do you do learn so much from those situations and those games. So going forward, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that that'll keep us in sort of better stead, especially throughout the course of this season. And your form's been extraordinary, so congratulations once again last night. You're moving freely and spending more time in the midfield. The split that you're playing, is that decided week to week, or are you, you're pretty firm that it is that you know, 70, 30, 80, 20% split midfield and forward? Yeah, it never looks sort of too different from, you know, either a 60-40 or 70-30 at, at, at times. And it is, it's a bit more week-to-week dependent on, you know, opposition teams, depending on, you know, the team that, that we field and how we want the game to look at times. But we do have so many quality midfielders and sort of hybrid forwards that we can sort of rotate, um, you know, as we feel we need to. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm 
starting to have more sort of influence around the midfield and, and, and we'll spend more time there. Um, you know, I think I'm sort of growing the, the parts of my game that um, haven't always been as consistent as I would have liked. So that's a, that's a good thing early on in the season, but um, we're chasing more wins, I guess. So that's the main aim. If you get the ball, Bont, the dogs generally win. That's that's the uh, moral of the story. I read somewhere this morning, 10 of your first 100 games, you had 29-plus disposals, but six of your last seven. It's been a, a significant reversal. You've become this possession accumulator. You're the sort of player that only needs 20, 22 disposals to be a significant factor in terms of voting on and best on grounds and those sorts of things. What, what do you put the difference down to? Have you done something different? Uh, not so much the role, because I know the role's been the same, but have you done something different with the way you're approaching clearances or contested possessions or running patterns, things like that? I think a lot of it you probably just paid to, to maturity and having spent you know a number of years now in the league and then playing, I guess, as a midfielder, you just you manage to grow um, from, from that perspective. You, you just see the game a little bit better, I think. Um, but there's probably a fitness element too. I felt like this pre-season, I was able to get a larger volume of work in and, and you know, your body, you know, being able to do what you want to do and being able to work with you is always, always an important part to that. Um, so if I can, you know, continue to, you know, stay fit, I guess, and and just see the game sort of as I am from a leading point of view. I think um, hopefully I can still have a, a considerable influence on the game. Can I also ask on the back of that, th- there must be a level of frustration for yourself personally, and I, and I can't recall when you lift your eyes who the best target in terms of the key post figure in that forward line at the Dogs for the last few years, who that target would have been. I mean, even last night, there were patches of the game where you just had to get it inside 50 and you had some momentum. I mean, particularly in that first half, I think you you kicked one goal four from set shots and one goal two from snaps. It was, it was opportunity to really put Collingwood under pressure and you just didn't have that dominant forward. How frustrating for you is that? Um, I think collectively we're all a little bit probably frustrated with the fact we can't, um, you know, score a bit more from our sort of inside 50s. We seem to have been able to, to grow the amount and the number of inside 50s we've had probably from last year to this year. It's just a matter of probably efficiency and how we score and I think we're all still sort of working out what our, what our best look is. It's obviously... In the last couple of weeks, um, two weeks ago against Hawthorne, we showed we could obviously score, score quite potently um, in the space of a little quarter and, and have a number of goal kickers. So as a team, we've always, I guess, fostered that mentality of, you know, not having one, having two. We're just having a bit of trouble with your phone there, Marcus. Going through a tunnel. Yeah, he's, uh, Bob, Bob. What have you done? What have you done? You sabotaged him? <laughs> no, I, I think he's done the old. Just because they lost, he's done the. Oh, he, oh, he's, he's trying to get off the phone. He's just, he's, he's a bit gun shy. I think he's a bit scared of Kane and Kingy. I think. How, how uh, difficult, oh, look, though, Bob? How difficult is it? You've been you've been that player coming off half back, coming through the midfield that looks up. And there's no dominant target in front of you. No one really taking your vision. That that's been the best part of Bond's career. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree, King. Yeah, I mean that is the. This is the thing that the chemistry of footy teams, you know, in the in those lines, the backs, mids, um, particularly with the forwards, and they 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 just need time for it to gel. And you see the experienced 
forward lines who, you know, midfielders' eyes are drawn to familiar faces and familiar movement. And I think the dogs just the dogs just haven't had that. You you can see the raw potential of, of Aaron Norton when the ball's in his area that he's he's just he's got such great hands and he's comfortable to take those pack marks. But they st- they still haven't quite hit on that hit on that formula yet. You know the 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 the, the mid-sized forwards were pretty quiet last night. Sam Lloyd kicked a couple of goals, but didn't have a huge influence. Billy Gowers was really quiet. Tory Dixon the same. So there's, the yeah, bonds, there's still, the a, still a few moving parts. He's back with us now. Sorry, Marcus, we'll let you finish off that answer if you can. Yeah, I've almost forgotten what it was. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just going through the tunnel there. No, I think um, what, what I was sort of saying before we, we got cut out was just it's, it's obviously a growth area for us, the way you know we're going to have to, to find find goals at times and we don't have you know a player up the ground who, who's in a dominant position so we sort of rely on this um, you know obviously a 22 mentality and, and you know trying to find goals from all different avenues but you're obviously seeing some and I think Bob was just touching on then that the, the growth and the, I guess at times dominance from Aaron Norton which is a, he's sort of been a bit of a beacon for us so we've got to be conscious of of not going always to Aaron because he does take a nice mark and create a contest a lot of the time. So it's a, it's a growth area for us, but I think that we're getting the ball in, in there enough is, is a good sign. Marcus, can I ask you about Tom Boyd? There's, you know, whenever the conversation goes to the Bulldogs forward line and the lack of the target, his, his name comes up. He, pl- he played a, a comeback game in the, in the VFL yesterday. Can you give us an update on, on where Tom's at? Yeah, I think um, he, he got through the game pretty well, which was probably the, the aim for, for Tom, obviously having had a, um, you know, a short pre-season at times with the with the back, and um, I think initially it is for him just to get back into, you know, the swing of things a little bit, get the feel of the game again, and, and initially just play football um, without any real plans to, you know, bring him up next week or the week after. It's more just to let Tom get some match fitness up and then see how we go over the next month or so. Um, so he got through well. I spoke to him this morning, um, and he was he was really happy that he got through. And the guys are just looking forward to his next game. So hopefully, we, we all obviously want Tom back in back in our arms, and being able to play um, football again, especially in the in the one. So hopefully, we won't see that. Um, you know, hopefully, it's not too far away. Despite you know two losses in a row, I think the overall there's a there's an optimism to how how the dogs have started the year. Can I can I just get your thoughts on? on Tom Liberatore and just we talk a lot about in football physical presence but often in terms of centre half forwards and ruckman but can you can you give us an insight into the influence a fit and firing Tom has on the on the team? Yeah, I think um, you know, the statement of um, you know, you love playing playing with certain teammates or you love playing with him is the the sort of first pick of the block you love in the trenches with you. He's he's the I guess the typical the, the bloke that comes to mind every time I think about that. There's been players in the past that I've I've thought that about too, Liam Pickin and, and a few others, but um, he just brings such a, like you said, a physical presence. Uh, um, you know, you sort of walk a little bit taller around Tom because of his ability to obviously win the ball um, on the inside, uh, but then, you know... Have he's, this, an ag- he's an you know, agitator he's too, though, isn't he, Bonnie? He, he gets in the opposition's he's, face and yeah. he was doing that last night. Yeah, he was. It's really it's a, it's a selfless thing, I think, when you when you really sort of nail down to it because of his obviously ability to take his mind off his own game and then do something he knows and feels um, is going to help his teammates. And that's that's Tom. That's always been Tom on field. He's always 
um, been a selfless person. And I think we're, you know, obviously football and, and whatnot are going, is going really well. And um, the influence he's having off the field as well is something that um, is going a little bit unnoticed at the minute. But he's, he's just being such a good, um, you know, selfless player at the minute that we really value his, his input. Marcus, appreciate your time this morning, particularly after a loss. Uh, thanks for joining us. Good luck with the rest of the season. No worries. Thank you very much. Marcus Pontempelli joining us. We do need to take a break for the Honda HRV with sporty styling and premium interior. It's as different as the people who drive it and fall in love with lunch again at Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. Next, your calls, 1300 736 736. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.